0: RV Renovation Nation, welcome to the New Look RV Renovation Podcast.
1: Where we want to empower and entertain RV renovators with relevant information, ideas, and stories that'll help you give that RV a new look.
0: We're your hosts, April and Derek.
1: And if you're enjoying these episodes, please make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube.
0: On this episode, we're talking with Sarah Lemp of the All Things With Purpose blog.
1: She also literally wrote the book on camper renovation.
0: She's one of the OG RV renovators.
1: We discuss with her budget friendly renovations, how to approach pricing a renovated RV, and we even find out why she got to go to Facebook headquarters.
0: So, what are we waiting for? Here's Sarah. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. We're so happy to have you here with us today. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited.
1: So, you're a busy lady, you got a lot of projects going on all the time. One of the big ones, it seems like, is your blog, the All Things with Purpose blog. Can you kind of explain a little bit about what, what that's all about?
2: So, it started, I uh, can't remember how many years ago, uh, over maybe going on 12, as kind of like my way of, you know, as a stay at home mom, something just to do and connect with other people outside my house. It started with um, just sharing DIY projects that I was working on, little things here and there, Disney World. Uh, money-saving tips, things like that, and uh, it's kind of, as, you know, as the years have gone on, it's changed and grown with my life, and uh, now I would say it focuses predominantly on travel and uh, camper renovating, budget-friendly ways for your family to travel together, and camping being one of those best ways to do that, so that's kind of, in a nutshell- Uh, what we talk about on All Things With Purpose.
0: Well, this is special because you literally wrote the book on camper (laughs) renovation. And we definitely want to dive into that more. But before we do get into that, we'd love to hear kind of how you found your way into renovating campers.
2: Yeah. So it started, again, as a dream to just do something with my family. At the time, we had three young kids. And uh, I, I had grown up camping. My husband had off and on. His experiences weren't as as happy as mine. I have fond memories of camping. His were more like, yeah, yeah, it was okay. It was a small, small blip in his childhood. Wasn't necessarily interested in revisiting, but I figured, (laughs) you know, we're living on a small budget. This is a fun way for us to get out and go places and makes it more affordable. Um, And I fell in love originally with the idea of a vintage camper. And I started at the time. uh, I think that Vintage trailer renovations have maybe been around probably the longest. That concept, it grew maybe originally first because there was such a big following of people that were restoring vintage trailers, kind of like classic car restoration. So Mm -hmm. I was finding a lot of that originally, but not a lot of other uh, RV renovators at the time. There was just a few individuals that I had found, but most of it was discovering these adorable vintage trailers on Pinterest. And I became obsessed and I was just picturing our family going out in this super cute little vintage trailer and it was just gonna be great. It was gonna be an inexpensive way for us to travel and it was gonna be adorable. And I fell in love with the idea of glamping. And uh, at the time we didn't have any money, uh, but I had this idea and I, it was kind of a dream. I hadn't really thought about it you know, seriously. I just kind of pinned a million pictures and told my husband about it one day. And uh, he surprised me and started looking. And at the time, this was before, I believe, Facebook Marketplace existed. So it was Craigslist is where we found everything.
1: That's the old days, huh?
2: <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Back in the old days. <laughs> That's when you had we... to walk
1: to school in 10 feet of snow. And
2: Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So he he found this, uh, this camper on Craigslist and said, well, what do you think about this? Let's go see it. And uh, it was $1,700. It had huge gaping holes in the ceiling where they're just, you know, the, the fan or the light fixture or the, the ceiling light was gone and uh, holes in the sides where pieces were missing and dead rats. And oh my uh, gosh. it was just bad. Um, and I saw that and was like, well, this is it. We can do this. This is how much money we have saved up. Let's get it. And uh, we can do this. And he was like, after seeing it, kind of thinking, oh, maybe this isn't a good idea. And I was just visioning, envisioning the end goal of what it was going to look like. And I caught that vision. I was getting really excited about it. Our friends and family at the time had never heard of this camper renovating thing. They were like, just dumbfounded. They were like, why on earth would you do this? We just do not understand. You basically just made the worst financial move in your life. Why on earth would you do this? And uh, that just fueled my, you know, my desire to prove them all wrong and to do this renovation and to wow them and to show them that this could be done. And I learned as I went and I, you know, I Googled stuff and, and uh, looked up YouTube videos and asked local professionals and figured it out as I went, paid for little things as we went. And it ended up just being this like beautiful life-changing experience for us. We loved it. We loved owning a vintage trailer, um, but then as our family grew, sadly outgrew our tiny little 16-foot vintage trailer, and uh, knew we needed to expand to something else. So, tearfully, we put it up for sale.
1: So, I mean, that's a big project. Are, were you already a big-time DIYer? Had you guys, were, you, would you have considered yourself handy prior to taking that on? Like, what what sort of background did you bring into into that first renovation?
2: Yeah, so I would say that I was always motivated to save money. You know, again, living on a small budget, I'm a very much a, you know, I will try anything. I'll 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 look it up. I'm self motivated. If I don't know how to do something, I'll I'll watch somebody else. I'll ask questions. I'll learn how, um, especially if it'll save me money. So you know, like I've been cutting my family's hair for years, and you know, doing DIYing, or, you know, any little project around the house. I'll learn how to do it and, and I'll do it. Obviously, I'm not starting out, not an expert level at anything, but I just figure it's an adventure and I wanted to try. And I figured a camper that size, especially at the time, was a great place to learn it because I was maybe more confident to tackle some issues that I wouldn't have done on a home necessarily at the time as I was learning. So I, I didn't necessarily have specific skills to camper, re- you know, camper renovating. My husband's Dad is a builder. My dad was a big DIYer. He learned how to do everything from books, took that and ran with it.
0: That's awesome. So you're a self-described um, budget-friendly renovator. Can you kind of explain what that means?
2: Yeah. So I, I guess for me, my motivation from the beginning was always, you know, it started with a desire for our own family to have something inexpensive to do together. hmm And I think that translates to how I to share with other people. Um, I want to see it be something feasible for people and I want it to be attainable. And so I realized, you know, without without downplaying like everything that goes in, because, you know, I make it sound amazing and it does. Like, obviously, when you look on Instagram, it looks amazing and beautiful and perfect. And obviously, there's a lot of work. So I don't want to ever downsize The level of expertise that does go into a really quality renovation. But um, I think what I do is more, where can you start? What can you do to make it attainable for you to do it? You know, how can you start, start with something within your means? Don't, you know, start with whatever you have saved up. That's where you start. Um, You know, I'm big proponent, big uh, advocate for purchasing something with cash, getting something small. That's what we did. We started small with this, you know, the beat up vintage camper and then slowly kind of worked our way up as we uh, flipped more RVs. You know, you start where you are at, you learn as you go.
1: Yeah. And this podcast, largely one of our missions is to just help empower, you know, DIYers, um, RV renovators. And that's, that's really the message right there. Like don't get Hung up on the things that you can't have. I mean, you're saying like get out there and do it, and you know if you need to keep things on a tighter budget than somebody else, that's okay. At yeah. least you're at least you're moving forward and you're you're taking it on and learning.
2: Yeah, I, and I'm not doing the high-end renovation work. There are you know there are people that are doing beautiful renovated RVs, um, specifically probably for people that are are going full time. What I've done more so is just you know helping people that want to use it for their family to travel in um, and want to work within their means of what they have. What can they do? How do we make it possible to get out there?
1: Along those lines, what are, you know, what are a couple tips that you'd pass along to people that you feel like are good, maybe good entry points or they're just good renovation uh, tactics to take on on a budget?
2: You know, obviously you don't want to sacrifice safety, you you want to make sure what you're what you're getting into is structurally sound. You don't want to be driving down the road with a safety hazard, and you've got to take all those things into consideration. Once you've established that you have everything sealed up, you're watertight, everything's structurally sound and good to go. I, I don't think you necessarily have to always rip everything out and replace it with something new. Um, obviously, um, a lot of renovators, you know, your, our go-to thing is painting, and it's still one of the biggest easiest. I mean, not easiest because it's (laughs) time consuming and probably the most annoying part of the renovation, but it's probably one of the most inexpensive things and the the best bang for your buck uh, upgrades you can do to a renovation. So I always would encourage people to start there. I try to keep my renovations to under a $2,000 is usually what I'm doing. You know That usually includes fixing anything that needs to be replaced, any kind of water damage. And I, you know, try not to get into any more situations where it's that bad. Like I did a, my first one where everything had to be gutted out.
1: Where it's a convertible, like that one was the first yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. roof was off. <laughs> yeah,
2: basically. Yeah. I feel like I, that's where I was at that point in my life. And I've done that. I would rather not have to do that again. But, uh, you know, as far as getting, you know, anything damaged, uh, taken out and replaced. I'll always paint, um, you know, flooring, I think is fairly inexpensive to replace, you know, painting the cabinets and updating the hardware. If, you know, I, if my budget's really small, I'll try to paint the hardware, but I think that's a nice, one of the nice splurges would be to just update all the cabinet hardware, some kind of really nice backsplash or some kind of focal wall. That's using some type of decorative technique, but just little things, you know, it's such a small space. But yet at the same time, one of my things that I've loved about having an RV is the fact that I can afford certain things in my RV that I could never afford in a larger scale in my home. So there's definitely things that I've done in my personal RVs um, that I've yet to ever do in my home, you know, with replacing uh, larger things like the sink or the countertops Because you're talking such a small amount that you need.
0: Yeah, that's very true. I'm sure you've come a long way from that first renovation. Is there anything that stands out to you that you feel like you guys have really learned since then?
2: How to find water damage, how to spot it. I've learned a lot about electrical uh, after doing that first one and bringing in um, experts in the field, friends that were, you know, that were experts in different things that they would come in and teach me. You know, we've learned about a lot about how to pull something safely, what different size things, you you know, you can pull with different vehicles and, uh, you know, getting it so that it's towable. I guess those are some of the big ones.
1: (laughs) How many renovations are you up to now?
2: I think it's around 12 or so. So it started, like I said, it started as just not wanting to necessarily do them as a business. It was I'm doing this for our family and now we're growing, so let's sell this one, let's do another. And along the way we've done a few different ones for specifically for clients. I've done, you know, design work where I've helped clients have them do the work, but I've given them the plan and coached them through it. And uh and then also done different ones that our family has enjoyed and then turned around and sold when we wanted to try something else. So kind of a little bit of everything.
1: Have you had a favorite along the way?
2: Well, a gadget, the very first one was probably a always special my place favorite. in my heart. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> and I still, now that we've got the biggest one we've ever had, because we currently recently bought new for the first time ever, um, and have had interesting experiences with that. Uh, and I'm actually considering selling that one now and downsizing. And my dream is to have another vintage model that was still big enough to accommodate. Our family, but i still I just love the charm and the character in the vintage uh, models and and you and it's such a conversation starter. You go to any campground and people want to talk about it and they stand around and want to share memories of when they owned one <laughs> as a child or you know so I just
0: love that about it. I know recently kind of you touched on you guys purchased a new r v and we've got to talk to a lot of rV renovators about inspecting used campers for water damage. And I know you guys unfortunately have some issues with water damage in your new RV. Can you kind of touch on that? Yeah. So going into it, I knew uh, my in-laws have always had uh, brand new
2: RVs and I've kind of watched some of the issues that they have had over the years, which were always shocking because I always thought you're buying all, you know, brand new and yet yeah. you're still running into problems. So I kind of had that in the back of my mind that even if you buy new it's no guarantee you're not gonna have something uh, break on you, you know, like whether it be the slide outs gets stuck and is not going in or you're discovering a leak. I kind of had it in the back of my mind, but this one, I guess I, you know, it was at the height of uh, last year when everybody was buying them, everybody was wiped out. And I had got this idea that you know, we had, we went ahead and sold uh, the class A RV that we had uh, been using. And so we are desperate to have something else I found the model. This was the exact model I wanted that had everything our family would need even to be able to camp in it more long-term. And uh, I kind of just let my guard down and thought, this is great. I'm so excited. I'm starting fresh. I'm going to start with an RV that nobody else has touched. I'm not going to have to sanitize the entire thing and gut it all out to begin with.
1: With vodka, right? That's your secret ingredient?
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes. I can't remember where I even heard that originally. That somebody had told me vodka was like the best cleaner for foam. And uh, because it, I guess it leaves no trace of any kind of scent, even, you know, like where a lot of chemicals and a lot of cleaners do. It disinfects and then leaves no scent behind. So yeah, that's a tip. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I was just excited not to do any of that with this brand new RV. Let my guard down. I knew we were kind of going to another a dealership that i hadn't really heard a whole lot about but they were the only one that had this particular model left in stock and so is this is a
1: travel trailer or a fifth yes. wheel? yes okay.
2: this is a travel trailer and uh we upgraded our vehicle to a suburban with the right specs to be able to pull Like we were like what's we have uh five kids so with seven of us we kind of are maxing out like i knew you know a lot of people move to a fifth wheel But then they have to, with our amount of kids, they have to drive two different vehicles when they go anywhere. So I wanted the biggest trailer we could get that we could pull with the (laughs) biggest vehicle we could get to hold all our kids. Yeah. So we did all this research. I found this trailer. This was the one I wanted. Um, And I noticed that when I stepped into it there at the lot, that, you know, that first step going in is always the one that tends to have problems anyway. But I, you know, I stepped in, and I felt like, okay, that kind of gave a little bit, It was a little bit extra springy. Um, And I brought it up to the salesman and said, uh, is that, is that common? Is there something going on there? And he basically was like, Oh, that's, it's, you know, it's been sitting out here on the lot for a little while. So a lot of people have been in and out, And it's just kind of the, the lightweight, flooring that they're using to make the models lighter weight tends to break down a little bit. So he kind of brushed it off. We went through the process pretty, you know, they were going out of their minds. They were all crazy around there because it was so busy. Everybody's coming in wanting RVs and they don't have hardly any left. So the whole process was very rushed, very kind of chaotic and uh, basically pulled away. And as the weeks went on, uh, we just started noticing, oh, that spot's getting getting more and more soft got so bad uh this was i think we purchased in june or july and by november we were like this is really bad that's clearly got something going on and uh took it into the dealer they were like yep and this is this is bad because we can't just replace this one section we have to replace the entire floor so we're gonna have to send it back to the manufacturer So that's just been a new experience because I'm so used to DIYing everything. I'm so used to being the one that I can do it. Um, And I would normally on an older model, just rip it out and do it myself. But when you're talking a new model and it's under warranty, it's kind of out of your hands and uh, you just kind of have to wait and have it sent away and, you know, they fix it and they're standing behind it and making it even better than it was replacing and upgrading the flooring. Um, But it's just a different experience when you're used to, being able to just do it. And now we've, you know, not had it for this many months. So it was a big learning experience for sure.
0: Yeah, I bet.
1: Do you have a design plan for w- when you have it, what, what you're going to be doing to it?
2: Yeah. So I had already started doing a few little things. This is the one that has darker wood cabinets, but because it was brand new, I've been so torn about whether to paint them or not. I've done, you know, I've painted the walls and changed out uh, curtains and changed out the furniture. I'm torn because now, you know, like I said, I've got this kind of thought in my head that now I'm like, now that after we get it back and it's been completely redone by the manufacturer, I'm debating whether to sell it and and downsize to something smaller. And then, then the question is, do I paint everything more and do more to it before selling it or just sell it? So stay tuned. Anybody that's listening, (laughs) there may be a, uh, a travel trailer on the market soon.
1: <laughs> well, going into twenty twenty one, it seems like the demand for RVs isn't isn't lightening up. So, that,
2: right, yeah, yeah, it might It
1: might be a good idea. Going back, like over all those renovations, have they all mostly been travel trailers? You mentioned you did a Class A, also. Have you done some different genres?
2: So we've done a Class A and a Class C motorhome, and uh, the rest have been travel trailers of different, basically different decades done the 50s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s um, just of uh, mostly travel trailers
1: when you did like those motorhomes because we've never done a motorhome like um, okay is, do you feel like that's something you do again like what how, how would you contrast those two kinds of renovations
2: we went to the motorhome basically because at that point we'd already played this the kind of the bigger and better game basically where we were like we started small sold it bought something bigger sold it bought something bigger and at one point my husband was like, I just really want to try a motorhome. Like that's, that was what he had as a kid. He had that, you know, that, that vision of driving down the road, playing video games. <laughs> and he was just like, I want to do that. That's what I want to do. That's, that was his only memory of camping that he liked was <laughs> being able to drive down the road with his Nintendo and, you know, the corded Nintendo and play video games while you're on the road. So We, uh, we looked and found our first one was a class C and uh, had, you know, loved it. It was, it's a different experience, but I feel like we've experienced all these different styles now and the, the driving experience is slightly different with each of them, but we're basically have been kind of learning the pros and cons and which one he prefers to drive, you know, so he kind of experienced the class C um, and then we just thought, Let's try something a little bigger. So we went to a Class A and experienced that, and then we. But now we've gone back to a a travel trailer. But um, but yeah, the the motorhomes, on one hand, I think he liked how they drove. They drove a little easier than pulling a big trailer, but it's a different feel. It's a different experience. But our thing is motors are a little bit more out of our wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. We had to bring in a more. Um, experts into that and take it to professionals because that's not something we can do personally. So it, it you know, in that sense, I don't know that we would do another mode at home because it's not something we can handle ourselves. And, it, and then it costs more money because you're taking it more places. So that would be the drawback to that. Plus then when you go someplace, unless you're pulling a car, we, you know, we we did miss having a car, uh, to go places once we got to our destination.
1: And that's the reason we've kind of stayed <laughs> away from them is, you know, yeah. we could, we, we can change batteries and oil and stuff like that. But if the engines broke, you know, if there's something going on in there. I don't know. I'm sure yeah. there's a YouTube video that would bring us up to speed, but
2: <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. We were just like, yeah, that's one of those areas that we're going to stay out of and yeah. leave to the professionals.
1: So as you're doing all these renovations, you were kind of posting to the blog. Is that how you were sharing or how, how are you sharing these and how was kind of following kind of catching on? Can you talk about that?
2: As I went, I was each step of the way. I was just sharing what I was doing and, um, I think more and more people as it, as it it's become more and more popular. And I don't think I ever would have realized that at the time that this is what it would become. Um, but you know, I think I just started sharing each step of the way. And then, and then as my following grew from that through, whether it be, you know, people finding my stuff on Pinterest or on Instagram, I think with each time I sold something, it became easier because more and more people had been following, um, with each model we were doing. And, you know, then we'd put it up for sale. And, uh, sell it super fast and start on the next thing. As that's gone, different people have reached out. I've done different interviews with different um news outlets and um I've done a lot of stuff with uh Facebook Marketplace um uh, because well, I predominantly buy and sell through there. So you know I've worked with them a little bit and in uh, what
1: way? What do you mean by that?
2: Um so I was able to go out to uh they brought me out to Facebook headquarters in New York to put on a presentation about RV renovating there. And uh, they've just been really supportive because they've seen that I've used it so much that they've really set me up with um, opportunities to talk with different people um, and share my experiences kind of as a, you know, kind of as a uh, um, ambassador for using Facebook marketplace, which is, that's awesome. you know, so that's been fun, but just like little things like that, that have, ha- that have come up that I never would have thought would be opportunities did they I'd
1: share, have. like, I, I'm always telling April, I'm like, gosh, if I could just get the data on like what's being bought, what's being sold, like, what are the most popular sort of like, you know, is it a bunkhouse? Is it like something that's this length? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, all that yeah. kind of, you know, data you know, they have it. Like, uh uh-huh. did they open the book for you and let you look at all the numbers? No, yeah.
2: no, I've never even thought to ask uh, that, but that would be that'd really be so interesting. Valuable.
1: Yeah, uh
0: huh, yeah, that would be, yeah.
1: Well, that's amazing. Yeah, the, that's
0: a super cool opportunity.
1: How did the the idea for the book come along then? Like, where, when did you start thinking about that? And you know, what what was that whole process like?
2: You know, I started off with this mom blog, and I started off just doing things for my family, and it's grown from there. And I think because that's where it's it's grown from, um, I think there came a point probably within it's been over the last couple of years as the height of this. Um, camper renovating popularity uh has grown that i have just gotten so many um messages and questions and there came a point where i was just like i i can't even keep up and i that's kind of caused a lot of it's caused me anxiety because i feel bad i want to help people i want to you know the more people i could help and the more answers Uh, questions that I could answer, the better I would feel better about that. But I was having so many messages pile up, it was causing like stress, the stress in my life of knowing I was having all these questions that I couldn't answer. And so for me, part of that part of the book was just I saw, you know, for one, I saw kind of a kind of an opportunity there where I'm like, I don't see that many other books out there about this, you know, Uh, and, uh, and just thought, well, if I could take as much of the stuff that's in my head as possible and put it into a book that would be more helpful to people, I could answer more of those questions and be more helpful. Um, So that's kind of why that started. It was just another way of getting information out there and encouraging people and trying to respond to those questions that people had. Um, And I'm, you know, I'm excited that I'm seeing more and more RV renovators doing that because I think there's such a need for good information out there. People that want to know how to do it right. And, uh, you know, we need more, man, the more courses and, And books we can get out there, the better of how to do
1: it.
0: Agreed. Um, And I know (laughs) I've seen so many people reference your book. So I think it's been a really useful tool for so many. What was the process of writing the book like? Did that happen pretty quickly for you? Or was it kind of a long work in progress?
2: I would say it was something
0: that was worked
2: on over a long time. But once I finally caught a vision for what it would be like that's usually how I work. I think Mm -hmm. once I finally get really inspired by an idea, I just work like crazy to get it done. So I think that's kind of how the book was. It's kind of, uh, it includes a lot of content that I've written over years of compiling it all together and then going through it over and over again. And it was like a lot, I mean, it's very nerve wracking Um, putting it out there. I was super nervous because there are certain things that, as renovators, right? That we agree on certain things. And then there's other things that are highly debatable. Everybody has their own way of doing it. I wanted to write, I wanted to write something that was going to be helpful. And I didn't want to touch on anything too controversial Mm -hmm. that people were going to totally bash and be like, I can't believe she's doing it that way. (laughs) Um, So it was really hard. um, And I was very, very nervous putting it together. That's where I guess the inspiration came in when I realized well, maybe I shouldn't be doing this totally by myself. I should be reaching out to the RV community. So I messaged a group of other RV renovators and said, okay, I want to put this out there, but I'd love your input. I want to promote you guys as well. And I'd love to know, you know what you think Do you, would you agree with all this information? Is there anything in here that you would be like, absolutely not. Do not point people in that direction. And so that's been really fun. I've been so grateful to the group of women that have uh, contributed to it because it wasn't just added their extra info in there, but it also was their uh, support, you know, and kind of stamp of approval that we were giving out quality information, (laughs) even though there are some stuff in there and I, you know, I'm pretty blunt about saying like my. Exterior. That was probably the most controversial thing that I do is my exterior exterior uh, painting techniques.
1: How dare you use latex paint? I mean,
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, well, I've heard some very strong opinions about this from other re- renovators. I know people have strong extrom- strong opinions. I know people think it's ridiculous, but I guess that's where my mentality is. I'm not doing high end. Renovations that I'm selling, you know, for top dollar. I just want you to feel comfortable going on vacation. And if you've got a beat up, disgusting RV, you know, from the 70s that looks like a mobile meth lab, then yes, (laughs) by all means, please paint the outside with latex paint.
1: No, and there's so much good information in there. And like you said, especially. For, you know, people that are just really overwhelmed by the task at hand, like the project, you know, if it's not something you have experience with, it's definitely a mountain to climb. And even when you do have experience, I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. And so it's just so helpful to lay that out you know, almost in a step-by-step process, you cover like a lot of the major topics and you kind of, and you frame it that way. You say, this is what I've done. And you, I think you even literally say, you know, this might not be the same way that someone else is doing it, but this is what's worked for me. And, you know, always yes. consult a profession, you know, if it's electrical yeah. or, you know, plumbing or that sort of thing. Yes. So I think you're yeah. very forthcoming in that. And it's just good. That's my
2: disclaimer. <laughs> but, yes, for sure.
1: And then there's so many great pictures in the book, yeah. too. I mean, you did a good job of mixing Thank in you. all the pretty with the content.
2: Thank you. I actually, I just got a negative comment about that. Somebody that wrote a negative review that mm. said, this was just a picture book of fluff.
1: It oh, wasn't geez. actually
2: teaching me anything. Not what I expected, like one star. Oh, but yeah. Other than that, I, Yeah, right. I feel like for the most part, people have appreciated the pictures. At least
0: I do. I, I definitely do. do. Yeah. <laughs> So. And I think RV renovators are very visual people anyways, because they're mm-hmm. taking something that doesn't look pretty and making it pretty. So pictures yeah. are very helpful.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a ton of topics that you cover in the book. Like one of them that we thought about highlighting was the the topic that can be widely disputed, you know, amongst people is just uh, like, how do you price a renovated RV? You know, everybody, I think, has a little different approach to this. And like you said, yes you know, maybe some renovators are, you know, they're DIYers and maybe they've just done a project or two and they're selling, you know, what was their personal unit. And then there's Mm -hmm. people on the other end of the spectrum that are doing this full time and have done many, many renovations. And like you mentioned, you know, maybe they're sparing no expense with the renovation. And so there's obviously a few different worlds colliding there, but you kind of want to walk us through like your thoughts on, on pricing a renovated RV.
2: I try to convey that, that I, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to even put myself in the same category as renovators that are doing it for, uh, for more, are doing the more high-end renovation work for people that are either being full-time or are just looking for a higher end or a newer model that's been upgraded. You know, that's really not the renovation work that I'm doing. I'm doing more of the budget-friendly end. And I don't want to take away from what they're doing at all because it's amazing. It's hard because. What I'm also advocating for is, is that you are fixing something up for your family to use. Pricing it is really hard. Uh, I've seen, you know, I've seen in certain groups, I'll see this question get brought up quite often where somebody will in a, you know, in a Facebook group, somebody will say, here's my RV. I would like to sell it. What do you think? And there's always somebody who says, you look it up online, see what it's actually worth. RVs don't hold their value they don't uh, appreciate like a home does it's not an investment you know you can't charge more for it just because it's renovated there's still tons of people out there that say that and have no idea what they're talking about because clearly um, people you know there's still a large group of people that don't want to have to DIY something themselves or don't feel like they have those skills to do it and they want to buy something that's already been done and so there's a lot of value in that but it's also um, hard because it's a very labor intensive thing. And so, and you put a lot of heart and soul into it. And I, you know, unless you are doing a higher end RV and, uh, putting higher end, uh, quality, um, materials into it, um, It's going to be really hard, I think, to get the price out of it that you really think in your heart you deserve for the amount of work you've put into it. So it's really hard to figure out how to price it. And especially the market has, you know, obviously played with that more than even where we were a couple of years ago. I would say you'd start with looking in your area. What are other RVs going for? What are the RVs going for that are similar in age and style to the one that you have? And then Adding in upgrades, and you know, I would say if you have done a quality job at renovating it, then you know you would add on several thousand dollars from there. You know, depending on what you've done. But I would say today, man, it's so hard to find things. The market is hot. You know, people could definitely be getting top dollar um, out of their renovations. But if they, ha- but if you have not done a quality job with it, if you not followed the steps and you know prepped your paint correctly and looked for water damage you just quickly went in and and painted it and covered up damage and 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 whatever and then tried to throw it out you know on the market to flip it uh you will be found out (laughs) your reputation will not yes
1: and we've seen our fair share of naysayers like anytime you know we finish a renovation and put a listing up yeah there will be those people that'll be like you know, you could buy a new RV for this price or whatever it is. (laughs) And, and I think a lot of that also comes down to that in, you know, in the end, there's people that are fine living in a house that was built in, you know, the 1950s and keeping the same decor, you know, that's been there Mm -hmm. since then. And there's other people that value, you know, a renovated home or, you know, updated design and that sort of thing. So I think maybe, you know, they're not necessarily the same customer. Yes, I guess we try to just sort of quickly frame it that way to some of those people. I don't, it probably doesn't change their mindset, but they they definitely feel the need to like get that, that jab in there and be like,
2: yeah, your mind. I mean, there's still a huge group of people that believe camping is, it's not camping unless you're in a tent or you are roughing it. There should be nothing glamorous about camping. Camping doesn't need to be stylish. It does not need to look nice. So you know, obviously there's there's a whole crowd of people with that mindset or maybe with the mindset that they're fine with the, the camper that is ugly. You know, like that's just camping or the same people that would say, why would you ever paint your cabinets white and your walls white? You're camping, you know, there's all kinds of different opinions as far as camping goes and what you even would call camping and why you would do any of those things.
1: Well, and I think like you alluded to also with whether or not somebody did like a quote unquote proper job with the renovation is that a lot of buyers of RVs already don't know what they're looking for you know like Mm -hmm. we see this on a first-hand basis like they don't know anything about water damage or you know they don't really know like what they should be seeking out you know especially when they're looking at a used or like you even said with a new RV like some of these problems can exist Mm -hmm. and so then on top of it there's that conundrum where if you pretty it up and you paint it all and you throw in some nice pillows and stuff like that it might it even puts like more blinders on in some sense you know like yeah, they, then they yeah. really really don't see the underlying issues uh-huh. and you know i don't know that there's really like an answer to that but it's just for a better world trying to be honest to pe- you know yeah. with people about yes. the sort of work that was done and uh-huh. you know with their family safety in mind too you yeah. know i think just trying to be upfront with that would yeah. be the quote unquote right thing to do but there's yeah. no regulation. There's no way to regulate. I mean, there are inspectors, but
2: uh-huh. most people
1: I don't think get into that side of the process.
2: Yeah, and I always tell people, you know, it is, it's is—it's hard because unless you've peeled back every wall as a renovator, you may be missing something that honestly, it's not, you know, that you didn't cover up purposely. Like we do our best to look for damage and to fix things that are there. But, you know, with so many RVs leaking and, and water uh, getting in somehow over time, especially with the older models. You know, I try to share that with people that, you know, it's a pretty common thing. I do my best to find it. I want to be upfront about that if I have found something, but there's always that chance there was a wall, you know, that I didn't tear off and look behind and there might have been something. I always just try to be really transparent about that uh, with people and try to, you know, try to get people to look for that. But yeah, there are a lot of, as this has grown, there's obviously a lot of new campers, people that have never gone camping, never owned an RV, never pulled anything. And so, with selling through Facebook Marketplace, more and having that one-on-one interaction with the customer, uh, which, you know, we experienced firsthand being for the first time buying through a dealer. They kind of did that. They also had us, you know, we were required to watch a video beforehand and they kind of went through a really quick safety spiel about how to operate everything. But we try to do that with each person that purchases one of our trailers. Um, even, you know, we'll go through test drives with them. We'll try to go with them if they need, if they look you know, it's crazy the amount of people that we have sold trailers to that have never pulled anything before. And we're like, oh, we really (laughs) hope they make it home in one piece. Yeah. So if we can, we'll take them somewhere and have them, you know, drive around a parking lot and get a feel for it, you know, and share those safety tips. But yeah, lots of new, lots of new RVers.
1: I'm backing up for a second back to facebook marketplace and um, maybe you have some answers on this and you know maybe you don't i just they brought you out to their home office so i'm, I'm guessing yeah. <laughs> that you maybe you got some insight sometimes we get frustrated with like the lack of like listings that we get served you know like on the buying end like like the other day there was a listing that was t- five minutes down the road and we didn't get served it for like 24 hours so of course it was gone And then on the flip side, sometimes when we list on there, like we feel like maybe our listings aren't necessarily being served, like Mm -hmm. broadly, like if somebody types in camper and that's something we've identified in the title and the keywords or whatever, like it should come up. Do you have, do you have any kind of insight or extra information on best practices or ways to currently use Facebook marketplace? I'm sure it's always evolving.
2: Yeah, it is. So, you know, and I, and I had the privilege of talking with several of the developers while I was there. And uh, I know they've gone through a lot of changes since I was out there and I've talked with them. Um, I mean, this past year, they've, they've added in a lot of new features and including the shipping options and stuff that are in there. And there's more and more people with like shops that are connected and stuff like that. So I know it's gone through a lot of changes. I will say I asked them this um, as far as does it uh, go off of the same algorithm that Facebook does in general for pages and for um, things that are going to show up in your feed. And they said, yes, that there is an algorithm to it. So if you are listing something, the more, more attention that listing gets, the more it's going to be seen. And I think a lot of that is understandable in the sense that there's so many people listing stuff and they're wanting you to see whatever the algorithm sees as being the top stuff, you know? So if you're listing something, the tip would be, you know, you can pay to boost it. But the other thing would be just sharing it with friends and family, sharing it in multiple spots, hoping other people share it, asking your followers to like it and share it is a, you know, is a big one. But yeah, if you if I know that that does have an impact on things that you're that you're putting out there as far as um, and, and there is a feature. I know I've had more and more people follow me on Facebook Marketplace. Um, And I think you can encourage people to do that, too, so that they, I think, get notified when you are listing things.
0: Yeah, I have noticed that lately
2: as well.
1: I don't think we built it out, but there is like separate seller profiles.
2: Yes, there is. And I actually just recently got on there and thought, oh, I need to do more with this (laughs) And, and add an actual uh, image and stuff to this.
0: Those are some good points. <laughs> so you have a book, a blog, and then you also started this, uh, like t-shirt line recently, too, yes. you know, which I think is cool. I go through, an you know, outside, uh, printer that handles
2: it all. Um, it made it pretty easy for me to set them up, but I just kept, you know, I really started again for myself. I was like, well, I want a shirt that says this, so <laughs> I'm going to make it and then see if anybody else wants it. Yeah. Um, So it's, you know, it's that slowly taking off, but, uh, you know, but it was nice to just be able to make those an offer. I wanted something that said I've been renovating before it was cool, just because I thought there's been, you know, such a rise in it, uh, in popularity. You're an OG. Yes. (laughs) That's a good one. I should do
1: one.
2: I'm always trying to come up with different things to put on there. I just thought that'd be funny. And I was like, well, that doesn't exist. So I, I want a shirt that says that. And then I just want something, you know, a couple other ones that people can wear with pride to, Mm -hmm. to announce that they are a renovator and uh, that they take ugly RVs and make them pretty. Yeah so. I think they're
0: great.
1: So I have a personal question. When is the fearless <laughs> male renovator shirt yes. gonna be released?
2: <laughs> well <laughs> is there a demand for it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling yeah. left out.
2: Uh, I could I could probably make that happen. <laughs> I could. What is interesting though that most of the people in the renovating business are female, or at least the face, the face of most of the teams are female. And maybe their husbands are behind the scenes doing uh, doing the work, but they're the ones that, you know, the wife is the one running the Instagram account. So yeah, maybe, (laughs) maybe you guys have been neglected for too long.
1: And so you also have a Facebook group, right? And then you offer um, some consulting or design services. You want to talk about those?
2: Yeah, so the Facebook group is again another thing that I just started a while ago as a way to interact and get questions answered because I realized I can't do everything and I'm not able to keep up with the questions people are asking. I'm in part of a couple different renovating groups on Facebook, but this one I just wanted it to be a space where I was personally involved in it. And since uh, starting, I've also brought on a few other renovators that are admins so that they can interact and share some, they're um, more of an expert advice in those groups and that's just a place to get like immediate answers they're so great i mean you need a question asked or you need advice an opinion on a paint color like people you know go there just to post stuff and get immediate answers from 50 other people that are in the trenches doing the same thing
1: and is that free Um, to join
2: yes that is you know i ask that you follow either on my blog or instagram is one of the questions but it is uh all things camper renovating is the name of it The I want to say the link is actually like Facebook groups slash camper renovating, I believe. But I link to that on my blog and on my Instagram profile. Um, And then I do have design services that I have offered. I've currently closed the waiting list on that because I've just got so far behind that I've had to kind of pause that for now. Um, But we'll be getting back and I will open that again At some point I've just been so far behind. That's one of the reasons I was like, well, here's, I'm really sorry. I can't do everything, but here is a book and here's a group, (laughs) you know? um,
1: Yeah. I think you're doing plenty to contribute. So you don't have to feel bad about that one. It's just, there's (laughs) only so much headspace that one person can.
2: That's what it is. Yeah. I've got all these ideas in my head and all these things that I want to do. And it kills me that I can't do all of them.
1: I guess. So Sarah, thanks. Thanks for your time and all the information you've shared if uh you know anybody's out there and they haven't checked out the book yet definitely should yes. but where where can people catch up with everything that you're doing where can they find the book like what, what's the best methods for all that
2: thank you guys so much this has been fun chatting about all things rvs you can find me on my website all things um, on instagram i am purpose blog and you can find my book on amazon if you search for all things with camper renovating i'm sorry if you go on Amazon, you can get the physical copy or a, the Kindle version. I am sold out of physical copies on my website, but on my website, you can get the ebook, PDF ebook version. And I do have a code for you guys, Ooh. for your listeners. It is New Look RV um, will be your code to get $5 off of the ebook um, on my website on
0: allthingswithpurpose.com. Well, thank you. I'm sure people will definitely run out and get that. That's awesome. So,
1: when, when do you expect those to be in or like ready to ship again?
0: I'm not sure. Um, they've
2: been really popular on on Amazon. <laughs> just the way it's set up, Amazon can get them out a lot faster. So when you buy it, and you can get it through Prime. So I've been torn about whether to list them and ship them out myself anymore, or let Amazon handle the physical books
0: and just uh, do the eBooks them. on your end. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again, Sarah. It was so nice to chat with you today. Thank you, guys.
1: Keep up all the good work.
0: Fun. Thank you. (laughs) We are so thankful that Sarah is pouring so much energy into the RV renovation community.
1: And especially if you're brand new to RV renovation, her book can be a great tool. So be sure to take her up on that coupon offer and pick up a copy.
0: We want to thank everyone for listening and watching. These first few weeks since we've launched have been amazing.
1: And we love all the feedback, all the selfies of people listening in their car or out in the rig. And it really makes us feel like uh, we're doing something that's helpful. And we look forward to bringing you so many more episodes with great guests and episodes in the future.
0: So until next time, don't be afraid to give that RV a new look.